48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm out to swung the top stories. Reports trickle in from across Hong Kong of damage as powerful storm Mankut batters Hong Kong. The observatory says the hurricane signal number 10 will remain in force this afternoon. And so far, 14 people have been injured by intense rain and fierce winds. Reports are coming in from around Hong Kong of damage and flooding caused by the powerful storm Mankut. The observatory says the hurricane signal number 10 will remain in force this afternoon as the severe typhoon edges closer to Hong Kong. So far, 14 people have been injured during the storm. Damon Pang has details. A housing estate in eastern Hong Kong Island has been among the worst hit by the storm, having been pounded by high waves. Rising water levels of Hang Ta Chun have flooded most part of the estate. A video circulated on social media showed windows of several flats in Chang Kwan have been broken by strong winds. The same happened to an office block in Hong Kong. An external wall of a building in Tai Kok Choi has collapsed, as shown in pictures online. Some scaffolding in Causeway Bay and Kowloon City has collapsed. A window fell from a flat in Western early this morning and hit a car, but no one was injured. Voltage drops have also been widely experienced in most parts of Hong Kong. The storm is forecast to skirt about 100 kilometres to the south of Hong Kong and move towards western Guangdong. Sustained winds of 189 kilometres per hour were recorded at Tays Kane with gusts of 256 kilometres per hour. A senior scientific officer of the observatory, Li Chi Cheng, says people should also be wary of the likely change of wind direction. Take note that while Mancut will continue to move closer to Hong Kong, the local wind will strengthen and the wind direction will also change. When Mancut moves to the south or southwest of Hong Kong, local winds will change to east to southeasterly, and so places that was purely sheltered may become exposed to the high winds of Mancut. And for the wind force, we expect it will increase to generally gale to storm force with up to hurricane force over high grounds and offshores. Due to fallen trees, about a dozen of roads across Hong Kong have been closed. They include a section of Lockhart Road and all lanes on Magazine Gap Road and Stops Road. Aberdeen Tunnel is flooded and Shengmen Tunnel is closed. The MTR says trains are running at 10-minute intervals or longer and they are only limited to underground services. All bus and ferry services have been suspended. A total of 889 flights have been cancelled. More than 600 people have sought refuge at 48 temporary shelters that are open across the city. Reports have been emerging from communities in the Philippines which had been cut off since the typhoon passed through the country. At least 20 people are now known to have died. The BBC's Jonathan Head is in the Philippines. The huge volume of rain brought by the typhoon has caused numerous landslides, some of them fatal. This part of the Philippines is mountainous and severely deforested. Landslides are a constant danger. The popular resort town of Baguio, well away from the eye of the storm, has been badly affected. The governor of the U.S. state of North Carolina, Roy Cooper, has warned that residents can't consider themselves safe yet as the risk to life from floods in the wake of tropical storm Florence could now be greater than when it first made landfall. Officials say the storm has killed at least 11 people. The BBC's Chris Buckler is in the port city of Wilmington. Large parts of North Carolina's coastline now lie underwater as the rain continues to fall. Florence is no longer a hurricane, but this is still a dangerous storm. And as water levels have risen, people have had to be rescued from their homes. Pavements were forced to give way as trees were uprooted in the high winds. Many roads remain blocked and power lines lie across streets. 
Many people are expected to be without electricity for days, if not weeks. The effects of Florence are still being felt. That as long as the rain falls, there is the danger of further catastrophic flash flooding. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that President Trump could impose new tariffs on about 200 billion U.S. dollars worth of Chinese imports as early as Monday or Tuesday. The paper quotes unnamed officials as saying the tariff level will be set at 10 percent, well below the figure of 25 percent, which the administration was considering. Reports from the American state of Texas say a border patrol agent has been arrested on suspicion of having murdered four prostitutes. Police officers began looking for the man after a fifth woman managed to escape and con- contacted the authorities. Juan David Ortiz was arrested in a hotel car park in the city of Laredo. The district attorney for Webb County, Isidro Alanis, said the police were considering what charges to bring against Mr Ortiz. There's probable cause to believe that this individual is responsible for this series of of murders, which I would qualify as a serial murder uh, that we that we have. So we will be looking at what charges to put on him, potentially uh, four charges of uh, murder and uh, aggravated kidnapping. An advanced team of more than 90 South Korean government officials, technical staff and reporters have travelled to North Korea to prepare for Tuesday's inter-Korean summit meeting. It would be the third face-to-face encounter this year between the leaders of the two Koreas. President Moon Jae-in is due to fly directly to North Korea's capital, Pyongyang. German media say Pedro Vesilov, a member of the Russian protest group Pussy Riot, has been flown from Moscow to Berlin for specialist treatment following a suspected poisoning. Mr Vesilov is best known for taking part in the Pussy Riot pitch invasion during this year's Football World Cup final in Moscow to protest against human rights abuses in Russia. The BBC's Arijan Skippers reports. Pyotr Fersilov suddenly became ill on Tuesday after attending a court hearing in Moscow. He was losing his sight, speech and ability to walk and was admitted to hospital the next day. Members of Pussy Riot suspected foul play and said he may have been poisoned. Doctors in the specialist clinic in Berlin can perhaps shed some light on that question later. The flight to Berlin was arranged by the Cinema for Peace Foundation. Mr. Versilov's ex-wife and Pussy Riot member Nadia Tolokonikova was at the airport to welcome him and tweeted a short video of his arrival. The Colombian president Ivan Duque has said that a dissident FARC rebel leader was injured during an operation in the southwest of the country. Mr. Duque said that special forces had encircled a jungle area of Nariño province where Walter Patricio Arizala and his fighters are based. Mr. Patricio, known as Guacho, was accused of kidnapping and murdering three journalists from neighboring Ecuador earlier this year. The Archdiocese of Santiago in Chile says Pope Francis has expelled a well-known priest accused of sexual abuse. Reverend Christian Peres has already been prohibited from taking part in church activities for a five-year period ending in December 2017. He had previously denied allegation that he had abused children in the Marist Brothers religious community. A man in his 20s has been killed by a shark while surfing off the coast of Massachusetts, the first such death in the U.S. state in over 80 years. The BBC's Jonathan Savage reports. According to witnesses, the victim was already unconscious with serious leg injuries when he was dragged out of the water. One swimmer spoke of seeing a giant eruption of water, a tail and a lot of thrashing. 
This is the second shark attack off the Cape Cod coast this year. A 61-year-old survived being bitten by a great white shark one month ago. The last time anyone was killed by a shark in those waters was 1936. Despite the rarity of the incidents, the Massachusetts coast has an indelible connection to deadly sharks. The movie Jaws, released in 1975, was filmed in nearby Martha's Vineyard. The Syrian state news agency Sana is reporting that several incoming missiles have been shot down near Damascus airport. It quoted a military source accusing Israel of carrying out the attack. An Israeli military spokeswoman said they did not comment on foreign reports. The U.S. space agency NASA has launched a billion-dollar satellite into space on a mission to provide more precise information on how the Earth's ice sheets are being eroded by global warming. Five, four, three... Two, one. Liftoff of the final Delta II, lifting ISAT-2 on a quest to explore the polar ice sheets of our constantly changing home planet. A rocket will put the satellite ISAT-2 on a path that would take it almost directly over the North and South Poles. More details from the BBC's Jonathan Amos. ISAT-2 is equipped with a green laser that'll fire down on glaciers and sea ice to track their height. If the elevations are seen to lower over time, scientists will know the ice is melting. The changes are quite subtle, however, and to discern evidence of melting, the laser must be very finely calibrated, which is achieved by measuring precisely how long its beam takes to reach the Earth and bounce back up. Previous observations have shown that Antarctica, Greenland and the sea ice covering the Arctic Ocean have all been losing volume in recent decades. To end the news, the top stories once again reports trickle in from across Hong Kong of damage as powerful storm Ancoot batters Hong Kong. The observatory says the hurricane signal number 10 will remain in force for some time. And so far, 14 people have been injured. And that's news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm